1: Vikings tonight the six and one edition we are going to preview the Washington Commanders game and in the house we have Santana Moss who played for those same Commanders and the Jets he's going to break down this week nine matchup and we also have Brian McKinney of course Ron Saw and Sal Spice in the house that's on the docket Foremost though bet online basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to explore your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code believe to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. This is Believe in Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings Washington Commanders edition. And we have Santana Moss tonight. How are you, sir? I'm good, gang. How y'all doing? Not bad, not bad. Uh, tell us, tell us yeah, what you've been I'm up playing. to lately.
2: Uh, well, you know, I'm up here in Washington, man. They keep me. Keep me busy. You know, I work, um, I do the pre and post game on game days with NBC Sports. And throughout the week, I do the command center. And uh, we got a podcast we shoot every Wednesday called the Players Club. It airs on Saturday nights, uh, I believe 7.30 up here in local channels and 8 o'clock YouTube. Uh, you can always check it out. It's called the Players Club. So each week, we have a player uh, that we, you know, get to come on and talk about the game or the previous game. So, you know, they keep me busy, man, on the media side now, getting a chance to see it from a different seat, you know? (laughs) Amen.
3: for sure. Can I ask really quick, um, where, since you live there now and you're working for them and all of that, where do you want the new stadium to be, selfishly, for
2: yourself? Um, I mean, honestly, if it was a perfect world, I would say try to get that whatever that RFK have left over, bring that back, bring that mojo back, put it back in D.C., yeah. Tear down the old RFK, build up the new, you know, I mean, I feel like it's so much they accomplished in that area. Um, Being that this is a D.C. team, it's crazy that we stay in Virginia. We're based in Virginia. We are known as the Washington, well, we was, you know, we was the Redskins at one time, but now we're the Washington commanders, and that's considered in D.C., but we, our stadium is waiting in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, It's crazy. You know, when I first got here in 05, I didn't, I didn't understand none of that, but. You know, now I look at it. You know, that's why it's the tri-state or whatever. But now they're talking. It may be out this way if they get lucky and get a chance to put in Woodbridge or something like that. Who knows, man? But mm-hmm. if you had to mm-hmm. ask me if things can go um, as well as I would like them to go, I would say put it back in D.C., man. There's so much out there, so much rich, rich history that those, those other teams that won championships left behind, and I feel like that's one of the reasons why we haven't had the much <laughs> as much success that we would want to have. You know, far as getting lucky and getting close to those those old glory years.
4: And kind of on the same lines, I guess. Um, like the news, I don't know if it was today or yesterday. Daniel Snyder um, is looking to potentially sell. Now he's obviously been one of those guys that has kind of dragged his feet for a while. Um, what are your thoughts then on a potential new ownership um, that would coincide with a new stadium as well? You know, man, I
2: is you know I love Dan. So, you know, Dan was the guy that wanted to draft me. Things didn't go well with the draft. That's why I ended up in New York, because the spot that he wanted to draft me in, they picked up someone else, and I was able to go to New York. New York moved up and get me. But every year he came after me and tried to trade for me. The one year he didn't try to trade for me, I end up here. So it's crazy how things are just, you know, destined. And then since I've been here, man, he's always just been that guy for me. You know, he's been a guy that, um, he take care of his players, you know, he wants to win. He spends, you know, his money to make sure he can put a contender out there. It didn't, it hasn't gone his way, you know, and you will wish that we had other people in, in, in house that can really, you know, put the team together like it should be, but it just hasn't. And now to see wh- where we at when it comes to, um, him potentially might not have it no more. You know, it's a sad day. I hope that something could happen differently, but, you know, I'm on. You know, I'm always gonna ha- have the same love and um, you know for him, and always wish the best for him and his family. I, I'm pretty sure with all the businesses that he's been successful in, you know, this he won't. You know, you this won't be the last of hearing from him. You know, but um, whatever way it goes, man, I guess I have to roll with it. You know, what I'm saying I, I really don't think too far ahead. You know, once it's happened, you know, once it does happen, then I have to probably I probably have a different take on it then. But right now. I'm just like everybody else man I'm just I'm just waiting to see what happens you know Wait, waiting wait to see what happens and um see what transpires that's,
1: that's super refreshing to hear about Snyder I think that's the most uh positive assessment I've ever heard about him <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's cool to get a player's take
3: It is
2: cool
4: yeah, I mean you know, players
1: players going to have a different view
2: man you know one of the things I have man that I tell people all the time is that um most wealthy rich you know when you wealthy like some of these people, you don't get there from being nice, you know, sometimes you have to be an asshole, you know? And when you hear people, you know, excuse my French, uh, when you hear folks that does business close up with the owners and they have different takes on them, you know, I'm not surprised because I think you can't be a pushover to be, to have the accomplishments that guys like Dan have, you know, when it comes to especially, you know, uh, your businesses and, and just the, the amount of wealth he accumulated over these years. So I understand it. It comes with the territory. You're going to have people that rock, with you. you're going to have people that don't, that don't. Unfortunately, a lot of the fan base kind of are trending on that, trending on that side that people that don't rock with them. And it's unfortunate because if, if they really understood who he was to the players, then they'll have a different take and probably have a different view, you know, but they don't. And it's nothing we could do about it.
1: Santana, let's talk about uh, Vikings commanders this week. Uh, I, if my, my math is correct here, you and Kirk Cousins overlapped for about three years in Washington, correct?
2: Um, Was it three years? Two or three? 12, 13, 14, yeah. Yeah, okay. three
1: years. And he was mostly in a backup capacity this time. But personality-wise, what you know about him, is he the type of guy to circle this game as a revenge game?
2: Um, Quietly, probably. You know, <laughs> he's a guy that he doesn't get his boxes in a bunch about stuff that he can't control. Uh, very smart. Um gonna be prepared. Um, great at knowing what it takes to go out there and get the job done. Uh, I hate the fact that he's on the other side now. We got to see him come into our stadium just knowing you know what he's done <laughs> for us when he was here. Uh, I used to hear so many different takes on, on Kurt when I was right when I got removed from playing with him and, and I was I was you know um covering the games at NBC. You would hear people talking about oh, he can't finish and he can't do this and he can't do that. And I will always sit there and say, Well, shit, you know, Kurt can't play defense. So if the defense is not stopping teams, all he can do what he do on doing the offensive side. And watching him play here and then watching his first couple of years up there with you guys, uh, to me it was the same thing. The defense wasn't coming to the party. And offensively, they was there, but it wasn't all the way there. You know, they had some key pieces, but didn't have everything that any quarterback that's successful in this league had. And so to see this year, them uh, doing, they're doing them happy for them, but I hope in that kind of, we can put it (laughs) to a halt for a little while. I don't want to see him have too much success up here uh, coming into our backyard this week, but I'm I'm happy for Kurt, man. Kurt was one of those guys. I, I loved, I remember my first play with Kurt in the game. Uh, I ran this route. I tell the story all the time. Uh, I have to share with you guys. Please Uh, do. we, We have this, this play called a dagger and it's three receivers on the field. Kurt knows this well. And I'm the I'm the slot guy. I'm clearing it out for Pierre. I'm on Pierre's side. So I'm running it through. And, and it all depends on what coverage I see. If I see two safeties, I'm splitting the guys. If I see one safety, I'm running through that safety to make sure I, I clear it out so Pierre could come behind me on the dig, dig route. And I ran it all year with RG. And I will get the two safeties or get someone to just not take me. You know, I'm clear through the middle of the field. And I'm like, damn, one of these days, I'm the first read. So one of these days, I'm going to get this ball. RG <laughs> goes out, and Kurt comes in. And, you know, it's Kurt's first play. So I'm saying to myself, you know, I, they call the play. I'm like, well, I'm just keep running the way I've been running it because it, I might get open again. But hopefully, you know, he's a young guy too. It's rookie season. And I kid you not, I run through the middle of the field, and I just look up just to look up, ball coming. <laughs> Kurt hit me. I go for about 70 for a touchdown. And I'm like – this goes to show you how this guy has it in his head. He's reading everything. So I've always loved that about Kirk, meaning that he know how to dissect a defense. I'm seeing him doing it well this year. And I'm kind of uh, scary because I know <laughs> I pointed back play as being a little shaky this year. So I don't want to see him dissect us too much this week.
1: Bryant, I know when you left the Vikings, you didn't have too many revenge opportunities going to the Ravens or the Dolphins. But would that have been in your personality because you're kind of a calm guy like Kirk. Would you no, would you have absolutely
0: that? absolutely yeah. would my personality.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I looked on the schedule to see if I ever played any teams that I um, you know, used to play for. And I always was just missing the team by a year or whatever. So I definitely wanted to have the opportunity to, to play against them. Um, and plus, you know, at the end of the day I knew a lot of
1: the D-linemen at the time still. Yeah. When I was leaving those teams. Okay. Sally, what do you got for Santana Moss tonight?
3: Oh my gosh. Well <laughs> I I was going to ask this at the end, but, um, <laughs> I have to ask you, Santana, what is your best Bryant McKinney story? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot. Cause I'm sure you have a lot, but <laughs> I don't know, man.
2: You know, honestly, um, it's a lot. I'm I'm pretty sure it's a lot of stuff I could say. Uh, one, the one, of the ones that stand out to me is, uh, I'm not sure if you remember this bit Mac, but, um, I remember Matt came in and quiet personality, big dude. So, you know, guys already feared him just off of how you look. You know, I was an <laughs> older guy. So, you know, I'm cool with mostly everybody. I mean, I'm one, I have that energy that, you know, I can get along with the people don't who don't play and the people who play it in Matt, you know? So I was a hometown guy and I was always trying to find extra tickets. And I remember, um, I'm not sure we nicknamed him yet or nothing. So I went up to him. You like, know Santana who gave me my nickname. Yeah. So So I went up to him like, Big Mac, you know, you used your tickets this week. And he looked at me and he like, what tickets? I'm like, tickets for the gang. You know, we get two tickets, I believe, you know, uh, two comp tickets every week. And he was like, no, nah, I wasn't using them. And. He was like, I was like, you know, I asked, can I get them? Just, I'm just, you know, winging a prayer. Hey, I mean, if he said yes, cool. He told me sure. He gave them to me, and I'm not sure if it was all the all year long, but he would always give them to me. And <laughs> it's crazy as it is how things happen full circle. I get drafted to New York, so anytime his mom wanted to come to a jet game, oh, right yeah. here, so that's <laughs> kind of like how things, you know, what I mean, how you able to pay something forward, man. But he he looked out. I, I, I stamped him with Big Mac and shit. Before you know it, man, he was making noise because no one could get around him, man. He, he wasn't giving <laughs> up no sacks, man. And he, he played a big part in us having success, you know, my senior year. I'm Ron, shocked
3: to hear. I'm shocked to hear B Mac didn't have a list of people to give tickets <laughs> he to. Was young. He was young then. He was young. Was he was
2: first year, man. He was first, he had just got in the door. I had yeah. to get to him quick.
3: He wasn't the social butterfly he is today, <laughs> I guess.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, um, he grew your wings. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um, so Santana, like we touched kind of on Kirk Cousins and his revenge game. And the same can kind of be said about your current quarterback, Taylor Heineke, in a potential revenge game. Cause I don't know how familiar, um, I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with this path where he was a backup here um, he under Scott Turner. Yep. Um, you know, got injured, unfortunately before Teddy had his, uh, his horrific knee injury. So he never got that full shot. Um, and good for Taylor. Like, you know, um, he's, I think he's been, Uh, vastly underrated in his path Um, and now I know he came out earlier this year when Carson Wentz was acquired and basically said well he's making all the money like so he's gonna play (laughs) but how does the fan base kind of view Taylor Heineke because it looks to me like the teammates are rallying behind him he makes some gritty plays even going back to that playoff game um, you know against the Buccaneers like he has something to him how is the rest of the the fan base and the media around town how do they view him?
2: You know Taylor is viewed well. He's a rock star. Uh, honestly, you know, folks look at him as one of those guys. He has that, you know, when it comes to just um ability, he has what Brett Favre had. Not saying it's arm, arm scrum, just the I'm gonna make some don't something, give a crap
4: mentality. Yeah, I'm gonna make something <laughs> happen.
2: Hey, guess what? Everybody has a chance. I have all, all you guys are option. So stay with me. Uh that's what I love about him. Um you know when Last year, when things played out, I'm pretty sure that's one of the reasons why we was looking for a quarterback, because we realized that, you know, we knew a ceiling. We knew that, hey, you know, we, he doesn't have the no arm strength. Uh, when things got bad for us, it seemed like it was it was magnifying a little more that some of the mistakes was made by him. And, you know, the quarterback, any team go as far as their quarterback. So when we wasn't having success, everybody was on, had COVID, you name it, it was just a bad time for him. And, things kind of went haywire and, and we didn't we didn't end the season well. But he's always gave you that spark. You know, that's one of the things I love about him. I think he will have a long career as a backup, if anything, you know, because he can always come in and give you a spark. But one of the things that stand out to me this year already is you can see the progression in his game from last year and even from the previous year. Like he looks – his decision-making this year so far has been – You know, A1, you know, and like I said before, we know the lack thereof when it comes to arm strength. But I played with Chad Pennington and he didn't have the arm strength and he knew how to navigate the ball up and down the field. I think when you have the uh, intangibles that Taylor has that he can just go out there and with his grit and tenacity, find a way to make a play, you know, um, especially this day and age with the way the quarterback. Um, a position is played, you don't have to be a pocket guy, you know what I mean? Get outside the pocket, take two, three, four yards, they're going to give it to you with your legs, get down, save yourself, get yourself into, you know, second and short, third and short, and try to get a first down. That's the game today, you know what I mean? And that's what he has. So if he can continue to get better, who knows, he could, you know, be a starter in this league long-term, because I think the game is trending more to kind of, um you know, um help him in his game out the way he plays it but he's definitely a rock star fans love him because he has that kind of attitude and one of the things I noticed about him man he has something that a lot of quarterbacks don't have when he comes into the huddle things just light up those guys looking at him big eyes knowing that he's going to make a play and they trust him so uh, that's one of the things he got going for him and that's why this team is you know Doing doing as well as they've been doing these past two weeks, man. Even though the play don't look good throughout the whole four quarters, they have their little moment <laughs> where it's stagnant. He just when finds it matters. a way to get it done. He grinds it out.
4: And him and Terry McLaurin seem to have found that connection where, you know, Terry's become that guy that, hey, like, I'm just going to throw it up to him and he's going to he's gonna come down with it. So It's simple math, So you know,
2: when it got Terry. Terry's the number one guy, yeah. so why not throw to your number one guy? You know <laughs> yes. what I'm saying? Like it's, it's hard to believe at times. I was in those shoes before where you just – kind of sit there and say, "Why I'm not getting, you know, these attempts. And Terry was that guy when Carson was in there. But I can understand because there's so much going on with Carson, trying to learn offense, trying to learn guys, you know, having so much going on, you know, on your plate. So I can just imagine. But I'm glad that Taylor's back, you know, playing right now and giving this team a chance.
1: Yesterday was the trade deadline, in the NFL, and through some serendipity, I read an article from the Indianapolis Colts that mentioned that Zach Moss is your cousin. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, somewhere down the line, man. You oh, know, okay. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, man. Because um, no, what's crazy is is it's, as it is. Uh, I remember being in college. No, I remember being in the league. My first couple of years in the league, and Drew Rosenhaus called me about Patrick Peterson. And he's like, hey, you know, I'm trying to get your cousin. So I'm like, who is my cousin? <laughs> <He's at LSU. laughs>
0: for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
3: He like, you got a cousin at LSU,
2: Patrick Peterson. So I'm like, man, I don't even know a Patrick Peterson. And um, somewhere down the line, Patrick Peterson's father is some kin of my dad. You know what I mean? They're cousins. So I found that out. And then Zach Moss happened the same way, um, same way with um. Um, James White. Well, I knew James White was my cousin. That's my mom first cousin son. So James White's my cousin, also. So it's crazy how I got a like, <laughs> cousin's all the time. Those I,
3: how did I, they I, figure that out about Patrick Peterson when you didn't even know?
2: Well, my family effed up like that a little bit, man. They don't they <laughs> <laughs> we have get-togethers and everybody don't show up.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: So it's,
2: you know, it's somewhere down the line, though, so that's probably what it was. And, you know, I just ain't know, man. You don't know a lot of your folks. And I'm still to this day finding find new folks, you know, coming out of the woodworks that, you know, I'm kin to, especially a lot of the folks from the islands. My father, his side is from the Bahamas. So, you know, you you I I go on trips and find out, you know, I
1: got cousins <laughs> still
2: across the water, you know. <laughs>
3: Oh that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well I I I kind of made the wrong assumption that perhaps you guys were close, but uh so I was going to ask you about the, the temperature of that trade going from Buffalo yeah. to Indy, but I think that would just be speculation on your part.
2: Yeah, it's speculation, but I, I you know, I reached out to him a lot when he was in college. Okay. When I found out that we had a little something um and to tell you the truth before I even knew he was Ken, I just I saw his name and I saw him on the gram and I just told him to keep up the good work. I, he was he was killing stuff. And he kind of, kind of, you know, hit me back and told me, "Do I know such and such?" I'm like, "Yeah," and then that's how we put it all together. But mm-hmm. I'm happy for him. Buffalo is stacked with running backs right now. They got all all twitchy running backs, and he's the one pounder. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. he fits what any do a little better because you have that guy that's over there, a manchild who who can break any run, mm-hmm. and you need a guy that you can just put in there sometime, change the pace. I mm. think Heinz fits what Buffalo's doing. They want another twitchy guy, put him <laughs> over there. You know what I mean? But um, it, it's good. Moss, Moss might get a
1: little more burn being an Indy, you know? I love that twitchy. I don't know that I've ever heard that for running back, but I'm going to steal it from you, sir. All right, Sally, what do you got for Santana?
3: well we talked a little bit about revenge games I don't know how you guys in general I'm just wondering everyone's temperature on this do we think Kevin O'Connell is gonna feel a little bit of that since they let him go and um move Scott Turner over when Ron came in
2: who knows or, you know, I think I think Kevin you know you know it's, it's funny when in the position that Kevin was in I think he didn't care about Stan you know what I mean I mean mm-hmm. Think about it. He went to L.A., you know, from where he was at and our team wasn't doing that well. So I don't think you 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 leave with bad blood. You know, you don't care because I was the same way in New York. When I was in New York, um, I didn't want to go to New York from the from the start. And when it got time to leave, everyone looked at it like, oh, you left you left the Jets. So when you play them, whenever you finally get a chance to play them, when you have that kind of mindset of you want to do them bad. No, <laughs> I'm happy that I'm over here. You know, I'm going to go to him and, and say hi to everybody and tell him I miss him, you know, and lie to him and tell him I miss him and just go out there and have a good game. But you know, I don't think Kevin O'Connell is going to be worried about what's going on over here, but I'm pretty sure uh, anybody in his shoes would want to get a win, you know, want to come here and, and sock it to the, to the place where kind of he got a star
1: from, you know? Sally, one thing I thought, thought about earlier this week in regards to that very point, Uh, Santana won't know anything about this, but the Vikings have a history sometimes that just have turd games against teams that they're supposed to beat. And I I think, I don't think there will be that complacency with cousins and O'Connell because they're going back to where they used to came from. There may not be revenge for O'Connell on his mind, but he still has to realize, oh, yeah, these are my, I gotta, I gotta impress the guys I used to work for. So I think the possibility of complacency will be reduced. That's just, that's my take anyway. They won't have a turd game. You called it. I I, I feel (laughs) it. It's a
4: new turd, right? All right,
1: Ron, what do you got?
4: Um, So, yeah, Santana, um, you know, one of the things, uh, obviously your career from Miami onto the Jets and into Washington, and you were fortunate enough to have longevity in the league. You know, I know Bryant played over a decade, you as well. And, you know, I was looking at the – um, or just the, the stats and you have that elusive or i don't know how elusive but very a benchmark of te- over ten thousand receiving yards in the nfl which you know ranks you know in the top 50 or so yeah. so thinking back and looking at your career and while you know, like playing with the, the, the two franchises that you did and having the success you did, what's one thing that you look back as either an inv- individual accomplishment, and I'm talking pro, uh, not into your college years, but what's an individual accomplishment thats that you're most proud of?
2: Um, it's a lot. I mean, honestly, you know, I, I I rarely get caught up into um worrying about numbers, but at my position, you kind of have to because, you know, you're not, you know, if you don't have the numbers, you don't get the recognition or you don't get the rankings. And it's it was kind of hard being me, though. You know, I was always a little guy. Um, this day and age, when you watch football, they they use the little guys like I should have <laughs> been. You know, I was a little guy that they just left outside. They forgot that when I was in Miami, I was a slot guy. Then I moved outside. You know, I did that my whole four years at Miami. But I got in the league and they said, you're going to play Z and you're never going to move, or then we're going to put you at X, and you're never going to move. And I'm like, well, if you watch today's football, you know, I think I was a little before my time because all the guys that play like I play, twitchy, I was a twitchy guy too. I was the guy that you you can put me in a phone book, and I might put me in a phone book, and I might make a couple of guys miss. You know, I was a punt returner at heart, you know what I mean? So they just didn't use me. You wanted
4: the ball in space. Yeah,
2: so they didn't use me uh, as much as I would like to be used on certain things, but also I played with over 14, 15 different quarterbacks. So Mm -hmm. some of the things that I've, I was able to accomplish, you know, I look at them trying to compare me to guys or say, well, this guy was better because he had more numbers. I'm like, bro, guys couldn't walk him (laughs) out of my shoes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I played in both teams. I played with in New York and in Washington, we ran the ball first, first and foremost, run the ball. I had Curtis Martin, and Lamont Jordan in New York, I got here. I had Clinton Portis, and the list goes on with running backs that we came here that just ran. We ran. We was first. We was run-oriented. So um I'm appreciative of what I was able to accomplish just knowing that, you know, it wasn't easy. You know what I'm saying? And especially being the guy who I am, I got all the attention because I was number one. It was no other guy at times, you know. It wasn't until I got later, in, later into my career when they moved me in a slot. Now I have other guys on the outside of me, and I was still given that kind of notion that this guy in the middle could beat you, you know what I mean? So I took pressure off of those guys at times. But um, I have no regrets, and I'm and, and I I'm always pat myself for just knowing I went out there and laid on the line, man, regardless of where, am I, where I'm ranked at amongst other guys. I never look at that, but I just appreciate – I'm a very appreciative of just knowing that I, I didn't have it easy and I went out there and accomplished some big things
4: was one of those things where I don't know how big into fantasy football you are, but uh, I know your teammate, Chris Cooley was big at the time. um, into that. But uh, you were always one of those guys that always seemed, uh, whether it's underappreciated or whatnot, always underdrafted, but then always outperformed. So that's where, you know, I know like a lot of my friend group and stuff where it's like, and everyone knows who you are from that standpoint of, well, you get him in a late round, but he's going to be your wide receiver (laughs) one by the end of the year. Just dominate and help you win. So, um, but yeah, kudos to you on a great career.
2: Yeah, you know, one of the things I always tag myself with, I used to say I did more with less, you know, so, you know, you give me two, three catches and you, I might turn it into 100 yards, you know, what I mean, everybody, <laughs> all the other guys get volume, I didn't get a lot of volume, I didn't get the 15 attempts, you know, each game, I had to, I had to make do with three, four, five of them, you know, and I found a way to get it done. So I did more with less.
1: Santana, my final question tonight um, is going back to Vikings commanders this weekend. What's something that the commanders do well that most of the world wouldn't really know about if you don't watch them every weekend?
2: Uh, One of the things we've been doing, I'm going to speak on the other side of the ball. I'm an offensive guy, so everybody would think I want to talk about (laughs) offense. Uh, One of the things we're doing well is getting out to the quarterback. I'm pretty sure that's not a surprise. I mean, we went and drafted those first round guys for a reason, Mm -hmm. Uh, but even with Chase, being down this year um a lot of those guys have stepped up but i interior guys have been playing mm-hmm. on an all pro level you know Allen and Payne is playing lights out right now it's, it's Payne contract year Allen just come off his first pro bowl he's right now to me tops for to be an all pro again uh well he should be a first time all pro this year i'm not sure if he was the all pro last year but i know he was a pro bowler those guys are playing phenomenal so that's some of the things that I'm hoping that, you know, we can have going our way when it comes to slowing down old Kirk, man. I, I don't want to hear none of that. You like that? Nah, we don't like <laughs> that. We, we, we don't want to hear that this week. You know what I mean? So um I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, those guys up front can really get at them because, you know, one of the things I've always said about being a receiver, they always ask me, man, who's your toughest opponent that you face on the outside, cornerback-wise? And I'm like, you know, to be honest with you, the typical name's always going to be tough. The guys who you know that's tough, they're going to be tough. But if you could put an average guy in front of a guy, if that guy has a good pass rush, then he can cover me, you know, because if that pass rush gets to my quarterback in a timely fashion and he has no time to set up and throw to me, then I'm covered, you know. So um, that's scary for anybody. And you guys have some <laughs> – got some weapons out there. So, you know, with Jefferson Thielen and now Osborne is coming to his own, we got to get some rush on Curtin. We can't make it easy for him final round
1: sally what do you got for santana moss
3: well santana i'm curious um obviously the commanders are at the bottom of the division right now but um, they're trending up how do you f- do you feel like the giants are for real what's your evaluation of the um division as a whole
2: well i knew that the eagles was going to be the team uh, to beat mm-hmm. um i said that years ago the eagles has always been tough um even though they won the championship a few years ago, the Giants has always been tough. I mean, we find a way to – we beat each other up normally. You know what I mean? This division has always been considered the NFC least, and now they're the they're the beast. <laughs> you know what I mean? These guys are basically trending basically to be the best division right now. But uh, the Cowboys is the Cowboys. This year they honestly do look for real. You know, all the years they say that they look for real. This year may have more promise than all the other years, but I think the Eagles is the number one team in our division – not by default they right now have the best record and the giants are the giants you know they playing tough they always play tough i think uh daniels is the you know daniel jones is the only guy that you can always kind of you know pinned on to let him down or not you know if if, if they go as good as he's going to be you know i think the run game alone with them has really saved him he don't have to worry about having him drop back too much he had a problem with fumble Fumbling the uh, ball the past few years, and this year you don't see that much of it because they stuffing in in um Barkley, you know, chest half of the time. But um, we are who we are. You know, it's nothing special right now going on here. It's a lot of things that we need to be better. But I'm just happy that we are trying to keep fighting. You know, and one of the things about this team, they they've been resilient since you know um Ron got here, and I'm just hoping this year they can kind of string a few more games along and 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 at least finish. Um, above 500, you know, I don't want to keep seeing them, you know, seven and nine and those. I, I'm tired of that. I'm tired <laughs> of over those years. So I, I want to. I hope you know we have a that we we started this season with the least, I guess you can say, um, uh tough schedule. And now we have the toughest schedule because our whole division is just playing like eight. You know, yeah. they out there killing and beating everybody. So hopefully, we could spring a couple of more games here and there, man. But our division alone. It's going to be tough.
1: And then uh, they've quietly won three in a row. And outside of that division, the NFC is weak. So in yeah. theory, if they could catch up with the Giants, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Washington could get hot and snag one of those wild card seeds. No doubt. Ron, take us off air. What's your final question?
4: All right, Santana. So <clears throat> I know you're doing work you um, a lot of the media side now. So I've mm-hmm. only talked to uh, Brian in the past about um, kind of like that being a player transitioning into life post football and I know like he's talked about whether or not ever coaching is something in his future like certain guys he would help now what is it about the media side of things or kind of that entertainment biz um, that draw that drew you to that side of it rather than you know maybe being a receivers coach or you know like one of those other positions that could potentially be out there
2: you know it's always about opportunity with me um, I had no desire to be where I'm at today but some of the times, you know, I've always been one of those guys when the first door opened, I, I don't, you know, I don't take it for granted. You know, it was a reason why it opened. And I had just came, I came up here to see a game right after my I had just graduated from getting my MBA. And I told Dan I was gonna go ahead and call it quits. I was gonna retire because I was a free agent and I I was getting calls, but I wasn't getting the calls I wanted. And I knew, you know, I I you know, I respect the game. I understand that. That's a cutoff for us. You know, after eight weeks, it's no way you can bring a guy like me, 35, 36 years old, and think I'm going to be able to be productive enough for you after eight weeks. It's so much that I put into my, my routine to be ready for a season. I needed more time. And so when I realized I didn't want to be treated like other guys I saw coming in and out of the door, I just realized, okay, it's over. Dan called me up. I come to a game and the first you know, person I saw from one of the local networks was like, hey, what are you doing? But nothing. You want to work? You know, and I kind of said, sure. You know, I didn't know. I just was like, yeah, i do it. And before, you know, from there, you know, all the doors just started opening. So I was doing radio and TV, man, up here for the last, what, eight years now. And it's just been, you know, I've always saw myself coaching them. But I think one of the things that have me looking forward to doing what I'm doing on this side, one, it wasn't something that I expected. Two, it was probably something that I feared. You know, you always try to, you know, it's a lot of things that a lot of guys won't do. You know, we always say, yeah, I'd love to do that. This is what I never saw myself doing. So I'm like, what the heck? You know what I mean? It's, it's a calling for a reason, you know? So I took advantage of it. And when I looked at the coaching part of it, I still went and kind of put my, you know, dilly dabbed into coaching but I saw the time was just too much (laughs) that's what Bryant always
1: says
2: (laughs) 14 year career man and you add college onto that you add high school onto that I didn't know if I wanted to be in the meetings that much (laughs) anymore and and now having to coach other guys you know now having to have other guys pay attention to what you're trying to you know get them ready for I just feel like it was going to be a different challenge so I'm taking advantage of this right now because it's here uh, I'm one of those guys I do a lot, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an investor. I do all type of stuff. So whatever blows my way, I tend to go with it. You know, as long as it's, it, it can be beneficial for me. And right now, this is where it's at.
1: And Brian, isn't that your exact same philosophy on the coaching too much of a time commitment after you did that? Your a lot of time
2: I look at it as, <laughs> as we thought we had long days as players, as the coach was there before yeah. and after us. <laughs> Yeah,
4: like, and I bet the worst part of that too is the fact that like you're doing all this work, and yet you really, at the end of the day, you're not the one on the field that can has the ultimate say on how it goes. <laughs> right. if you can only
0: watch.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I'm looking at my boy Reggie Wayne. He just went. He just got back into mm-hmm. it, and um, mm-hmm. um, he hit me one day, and he was like, "Hey, but you know, me and Reggie, we normally text here and there, but the text kind of hit me real hard when he was like, "Hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good." So he's like, "You ever thought about coaching? And I'm like, yeah, I always thought about coaching. And he so I was like, how you like it? He said, it's it's life-changing. I'm tired. <laughs> and when I heard that, we never we I didn't respond and he didn't respond to that. So I'm like, there you go. <laughs> so you know, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm pretty sure he's having a good time. It's something different, but we love the game, all of us love the game. And that's why I enjoy and I embrace doing this part of it because it keeps me involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I get a chance to share my insight. And when the fan base that you're sharing that in- uh, insight with has a, I guess you can say, a, you know, a love for you, they they listen to you a little more. And, and I don't know it all. I just kind of share from experience, you know, I'm not a big guy from the sit up there and break something down and show you why this guy was so special. I'm just going to tell you what it is. I'm going to call the spade a spade and, and, and give it to you. Um, it's, or uh, what you could say, as blunt as I can. You know what I mean? I don't try to throw people under the bus. I just try to give them to them, you know, the right way. And I kind of find a into to being able to be the other voice, not the guy that's tearing guys down, but trying to lift them up at the same time and just showing where they, you know, did something wrong or right. Sally,
1: were you going to say something? I think we cut you off.
3: I wanted to ask BMAC. I mm-hmm. saw that Players Choir is back at oh. it this weekend. Does that mean you will be joining them?
0: All uh, right, again. Too busy? Different things keep
2: happening that's like shifting my schedule. So, yeah, I think they're in Connecticut, I believe, this week. I'm going to LA because so I'm pepper getting inducted into the Walk of Fame. Oh, man. they give me an invitation to that. So, I'm going to go and kind of support that. Then I got to go to Michael
0: Orr's wedding on Saturday. Where is that? In Nashville, Tennessee. (laughs) Oh, my
3: God.
0: (laughs) More globe trotting with B Mac. (laughs) I know.
1: So.
3: That's why I'm gonna make this. get
1: those frequent flyer miles, boy. <laughs> and those hotel points.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> there you go. All right, Santana. We appreciate it, sir. You got any prediction, Vikings commanders? Don't you want to put your, your stamp on that?
2: Um, uh, it's gonna be a close one. I okay. put it like that. Uh they made the best team win in the fourth quarter, but it's gonna it's gonna be a close one. Okay. So both, both defenses, y'all defenses co- getting a lot of turnovers, our defense is getting after the quarterback well. So you know, Your cousins see,
4: having a career a revitalization. Now my
2: boy Cook, man, Cook, Cook can, Cook can spring one
1: here and there, and, and hopefully he's not, he's not cooking this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Santana, we appreciate it and hope you'll you come back. Thanks for joining us. The Rest of the group, any time. Scream at me. Thank you. Yeah. All right, thank later. You. Thanks thank again.